Hey, this is Jim from the Savage Fincast. Uh, we are trying something new, uh, not so much episode. Uh, this is going to be like a mini episode, of which we have not come up with a name for yet, because uh, we aren't the most <laughs> organized bunch. Uh, but we're going to be trying some things. It's just me. Uh, Craig and Raven aren't here. Uh, this is just something that I decided to uh, attempt. Uh, but with me, I have an uh, internet friend that I've known. Uh, do you mind if I call you Haw- Hawkmonger or Zach? Yeah, of course you can. Of course, back um, Zach. Uh, Zach, my friend from the from the internet. Um, say hi, Zach. Hello. I have listenership. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Zach and me, uh, we met through the 2000 AD forums and our uh, similar interest with 2000 AD and Judge Dredd, etc., etc. Those on the FinCast have probably heard me babble about Judge Dredd whenever I can because you got to get it in when you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely <laughs> because it's, it's not a big presence, is it really? No. But uh, the reason I brought Zach on today is because uh, recently with the free comic book day issue of Savage Dragon Legacy, uh, he's taken the opportunity to test Savage Dragon, whereas his experience with Dragon in the past has not been significant. Uh, he tells me that you read the uh, issue zero back when it was free on Comixology a while back. But other than that, you're a completely uh, newbie to Savage Dragon. I thought that that would be fascinating just to get your get your uh, uh, experience with trying this, the free comic book day legacy issue. Mm, so it was yeah. good to have you on Zach. All right, thank you very much for having me. Um, right. Do you want me to move on to the issues? Yeah. yeah um, let's just, let's just get right into it. Uh, what, yeah. what was your overall, you know, experience with this? Cause you, you, you've told me that you read the issue zero, but it was like three or four years ago. Uh, no, not that long. Not ago. that long. Uh, a couple of months ago, but, um, it's not that, um, clear in my mind. I have It's not as recent as the Free Comic Book Day issue that I read just the other day. Um, but I do know enough about it to be able to talk about that. Oh, sure. But um, basically, it was just the overview. The, I, know, I remember that the issue zero was the origin story. Yes. I don't know if that obviously gets detailed again later on in early issues or... At any point in the series, I should imagine it would have been, but this was obviously just a jump back right. as an introduction for new readers. Yes. Um, but then, of course, the new Free Comic Book Day issue is just a jumping on point for people who want to get on mid-series. It's like, was it up to now? 203 was the latest, 204 is out this week. Yeah, yeah, I did see that on the upcoming Comixology, and I'll probably be picking it up because I really, really enjoyed the Free Comic Book Day issue. That's cool. Um, it has a similar vibe to a lot of the other um, indie comics that come out from Image or Dark Horse that I really, really like. Like, I got a bit, bit of it's it, just as a bit of a name drop. I really like Vagoon from ah, Dark yes. Eric Bell. Um, and the fact that it is not so much a satire of, but kind of just a series that mocks, but also kind of enjoys the the kind of genre it is as it goes along. Right, it like, cel- like celebrates its own genre while also yeah, not yeah, being yeah, afraid that's, to that's pick fun at it. Rather mock a better word, yeah, definitely. Um, how Goon was obviously a Will Eisner um, spirit kind of parody, and Savage Dragon with his whole superhero kind of universe is a bit of a darker twist on what Marvel and DC normally do. I'm not sure it's a bit of a darker twist. It it is a little bit more silly from what I can see than what DC currently do. Right. It doesn't take itself as seriously. Oh, no, 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 no. 
Um, what I did like was how it introduced both Malcolm Dragon, the current Savage Dragon, right. and uh, the original Savage Dragon. I forget what his name is. He doesn't is, have you know? a name. It's just Dragon. It's just Dragon. It's just uh, Dragon. Uh, that's his like emperor name. Real name. Okay, yeah. okay. That, that's sort of a running joke is that he's called Dragon, but like everyone calls him Savage Dragon. Hmm. He, it's not really his name, but it's the title of the comic. Yeah. So, But yeah, okay. he goes just by Dragon. His, his son's name's Malcolm Dragon. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so, okay. So, yeah, if you have any questions during this, you know, I'll uh, help fill in some blanks you might have had. Um, the main story in the Three Comic Book Day issue... I I didn't have a problem with at all. The, the, there was one thing about the repopulation of the species. Ah, yes. Yeah, that, that I assume that's a massive plot. Yeah, that's uh, sort of been an ongoing thing for a little That's bit. an ongoing thing. Yeah. I, I should imagine I'd pick that up, and I wouldn't want to ask too much about it in case it spoilt anything. Um, but the, the the one big thing that I didn't quite wrap my head around was the backup strip ah which i assume was set before the main story way back that is actually a reprint straight out of issue 103 see okay yeah and what the intent of that was to show you uh how malcolm got from well see that it's hard see now that you mentioned that it doesn't give a lot of context to what's going on did you, you picked up that it was malcolm right yeah yeah i i that that was easy enough to pick up but what kind of just confused me was you and now you say that it's a reprint from a really old issue that does make sense because I did notice the art style was different, yes. not necessarily more crude, but it was obviously of a different era. At the time, Eric Larson was going for a very Kirby esque art style, like yeah, really pushing the Kirby style. So you, hmm. it's a little bit the edges are a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Boxier, I guess. I, I mean, yeah. but it's definitely it was definitely yeah, a different part. artistic period for him. Oh, yeah. Than it is yeah. currently. Yeah, I, I noticed that um, his, well, line work on the characters was a lot thicker back then than it was in the new material at the beginning of the issue. Right. Like, um, it, it, it was definitely an artistic shift that kind of had me scratch my head a little bit going, is this just kind of like something that was chucked in from an older issue or something new right. to expand on universe for new readers but yes that was a reprint from a yeah, from a hundred yeah. issues ago that was yeah. just kind of a, that, i believe it just got kind of thrown in there as a kind of an another introduce introduction to malcolm yeah but it i, I don't really... think it really added anything that the main story didn't already explain gotcha because it did it did uh, mention the world eater and the overall presence of other superpowered beings in the Savage Dragon universe. Right. Which now so that I, think I didn't about it, th- the main story didn't really have a lot of other superheroes. No. So the backup no. kind of showed that they're a thing. Yeah. But that's also what confused me because the 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 backup strip just left it on the cliffhanger that everyone was effectively dead. Right. Or that's what it looked like. Right. And then obviously something's happened in between right. where it I it, it felt like it had been pulled out of Crisis on Infinity Earth. Yes, that's it, that it, is it, sort it, of what happened. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like what, what it was going. But yeah, for. there was a big chunk of story in there that I can definitely see without having the context. It's, mm. it's hard to really figure out what's going on. I, yeah, I can see how see that. So putting the backup strip aside, right. um, I did feel the main story was 
really, really good. It did explain a lot of the questions I had about the series. Um, putting aside the um, the 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 baby thing that was at the end, about re um, recreating the species. Right. Putting that aside, the fact that it was just a straight up um, superhero action series. It just got it, it wasn't any kind of question about what the tone of it would have been like. I didn't at all feel like um, I was wasn't going in for anything if I was to start picking up the series more often that I find it a little bit difficult to articulate my words here. Yeah. Um, that it wasn't selling it short. Okay. It gave you exactly what you're expecting from it. Um, it's just like the fact that what I did like was the compressed storytellings. Like we did manage to get the scenes in the police station, right? Scenes with Malcolm's other half, um, and there was one or two other downtime scenes. But it was just free action scenes of Malcolm at work, uh, Malcolm Dragon doing his job, and I did like that of how he Eric Larson used that to kind of convey what his ethos and the job is as a character right the fact that he's just a pretty straight up character there's no real kind of grey areas with him he's a very easy character to understand right he doesn't have sure he does obviously get fleshed out a lot more later on yeah yeah this is still early days for malcolm he's only been the star for like six or eight issues. Hmm. Yeah. That, this, this is like during the, the, this is like his early day origin stuff is that this is, this is defining his life. It's yeah. like his dad back, back in the early days of Savage Dragon. Hmm. Yeah. This is, it's funny you should mention that because I did see the, I've mentioned these, one of our messages, the archives books, the great big, yes collections of the early savage dragons there's three of them now mm-hmm. i did see the first one on the image stand at uh fort bubble in november and it kind of stood out a mile because it was the only reprint of theirs from way back when way like back. everything they were advertising was from 2012 onwards it's just like they had saga they had bedlam they had uh, Wicked plus the Divine, right. which can't stand, but that's another thing for another day. Um, so Savage Dragon was really the only of their old school titles that they really are pushing. That, they, they were, that they were pushing, and that was what caught my attention with it because if they're pushing something that's X number of years older than everything else they have, right? It's obviously something they have a lot of faith in. Well, there's not there's not a lot of stuff that's still around from that period. It's just Dragon and Spawn, really. Oh yeah, Spawn. Yeah, I forgot Spawn was also there, but I'm I'm not the biggest Spawn fan. Yeah, neither. So I just kind of ignored that. But um, I would definitely be interested in picking up future issues. So you're so. going to look into 204 when it comes out, just to see next week? Yeah, yeah. I, I probably would be. Now you're reading it in print. You said before we went on the air that you did use Comicsology before, but well, since you introduced me to Chunky through, obviously, using the Free Comic Book Day app, right. I have been considering just buying things on my online Comixology page. And because, are they DRM-free? Uh, all the all titles? books are. 
Because it's really on the app. There's nothing wrong with the Comixology app whatsoever. Yeah. It's just a chunky one. Having read certain things that I had on my Dropbox, I find it so much better than Comixology. Well, uh, well Comixology is locked to only Comixology purchases, so with Chunky, mm. you can at least, you know, like... I read 2000 AD on it because I can get the, mm. the the CBR files from the 2000 AD store. So I read all my 2000 AD through it, yeah. uh, which is really handy. And of course, most comicsology purchases come with DR these days come with DRM free files that I also use. And yeah. there's a handful that don't, like all my Archie stuff. But other than that, uh, I primarily use Chunky, and I think it's a great great app. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I'd, I'd have to look at moving a lot of the stuff I already have on the Comixology kind of backlog like I've got all my issues of uh, Max and um, Max? Yeah, the, the Max um, you know the um, oh, what's his name now? It's funny when you start talking about it you just forget everyone's name. You know what? I have the same problem Yeah <laughs> uh, Oh, what's his name? Oh, forget yeah, it. Yeah, that's okay. It, it, it's, it's a reprint of an IDW. It, that was actually published by Image way back as well. It's one oh, of those creators' own comics. Yeah, oh, the it Max. just yeah, got that back. is an old Image comic that you know, uh, Keith Champagne. I think yes. that's his name. Yes, um, it's very weird series, but it's like I've got all those and everything Savage else. Max crossover in the early days. Yes, that was also my only other exposure to Savage Dragon before this. The only reason I didn't mention it was because Savage Dragon is present in all of four panels. Right. It's mostly focused on a villain. Mako? Mako. Mako, yeah, the Shark, Shark Man, yes. Yeah, Shark Man. Um, I will admit I did get a couple of laughs out of him because they got the Jaws references and everything in there. But I did wonder if he is a big reoccurring oh, villain. Oh, he's a big reoccurring villain. Does the Jaws references ever grind? Because there, there actually aren't that many. Twenty pages. There aren't that many Jaws references. In, oh, they obviously just wanted to cram it in for the crossover then. Yeah, I think uh, Champagne probably decided to go that route, whereas mostly yeah. Mako is a strong, tough guy who likes to eat his victims. Yeah, it's it's like. Savage is one of the Savage Dragon is one of the characters where I've just heard it battered about a lot. Um, it's like when I um, got the Martial Law collection, they mentioned in the index another crossover. There's a Martial Law Savage Dragon crossover. Yeah, um, drawn by Kevin O'Neill. Yes, so yeah. it would look fantastic if nothing else. That always struck me as a little bit surprising, considering how much Pat Mills hates superheroes. Pat Mills hates superheroes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot. It's a very and interesting crossover. If you it. haven't read it, I recommend tracking it down. It's not, as far as I know, it's not reprinted anywhere. I'm not sure if it, it, it wasn't reprinted in the DC collections. No, um, none of the crossovers were, obviously, for legal yeah, reasons. Yeah. You've got Pinhead, Savage Dragon, and The Mask, all owned by different companies. They, DC wouldn't be able to get the rights to all of them. Yeah. It's I'm only, not even sure. I'm not even sure who even owns the right to Hellraiser comics at the minute. I have no idea. I have no idea either. But, um, no, it's obviously it's one of those characters that I've read little bits of now, thanks to the Zero issue and the Free Comic Book Day issue and Max issue 8, yeah, I think something he's like in. That. I, haven't, I haven't actually read the Max issues that he's in. I've only read the Dragon issues that Max is in. Yes, I've I've heard that they also did a kind of like an, an exchange thing. They did. I'd be interested to see that because... I'll, uh, I'll, I'll figure out what issue that is for you later. Because I, 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 it'd be interesting to know if 
it was the same story, but just from different perspectives. I think they're different stories. I think they're they were completely different. I think they're completely different stories. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because Max isn't even owned by Image anymore. He's no, still owned Image by doesn't him. Image doesn't own any of their characters. No. They're all creator owned. So if the creator oh. decides to go somewhere else, they go with them. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. that. I thought you, I thought one or two were owned by Image. Only thing Image owns is the Image Eye on their covers. That's the right. only trademark that they own. Everything else is owned by the creators themselves. I see. Now I thought um, at least Spawn and Witchblade were. Mm-mm. Not that I've never read. Witchblade's any owned by Top Cow, which is owned by Mark Silventry, and okay. Spawn's owned by Todd McFarlane. And so, oh, of course, because they had that early issue of Spawn where um, Dave Sim wrote it, and he just basically went on a massive rant about industrially created and owned comic characters. Ah, so he, well, it's Dave Sim, isn't it? Yes. So, yeah, there, there is. I, I assumed at least because of how long they'd been around, at least one or two of you know the big Image characters were owned by Image. But now you mention it, it makes sense that they wouldn't be. Yeah, that's that's Image's whole deal is that they don't they don't own characters. They are only a, yeah. they only publish. Mm. They give people they give creators up, op- and that that also means that they don't pay people page rates or anything. You know, creators mm. are responsible for their own production. Mm. That that's sort of the reason why Image books are uh, um, the joke is that they're always late because it's all down <laughs> all down to the creators to to make it happen. Mm. So anyway, so from the sound of it, you were. Overall, you enjoyed Free Comic Book Day Legacy issue. Yeah, no, I definitely did. It, it's there were one or two obviously things I, I found confusing, but that's going. I read a lot of the Free Comic Book Day issues from previous years, and they all had that issue. Yeah, that they exist to get you interested, and it it, it succeeded you, like that. You, you like the fact that it wasn't just a reprint? No, 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 no. Of, of the best Free Comic Book Days issues create stuff. They don't just rely on reprint. Right. It's like the 2000 AD free comic book day issue was about 70% new material this year. Was it? It, it was, uh, most of it was new stuff. I think the only reprint was the McMahon Future Shock, right. Dan Dare, and the old Judge Dredd's um, Daily Star Strips. Those were the only reprints. Everything else was new. I have never been able to get my hands on a 2000 AD free comic book day issue. Three years of <laughs> this. They don't put it on the app. They don't. The Three years big... in a row, I went out to try to get f- physical copies. First yeah. two years, they just didn't show up. Third year, yeah. apparently a truck crashed and they were all destroyed. <laughs> and they refused to put them up on. The, they refused to put them up digitally. They they say that because they're for free comic book day, they'll be print only forever. And I, yeah. I, I that sucks for me. <laughs> I, I I have the last three or four years backlogged, so I have to see what I can do for you. But no, a lot of the uh, pretty much everyone from the last couple of years has been at least fifty percent new material. And I knew there was always and I did like new Judge Dread story, but I, I thought it was like new Judge Dread and a bunch of reprints. But it sounds like well, gone- that was the one that was supposed to have Norm Brayfogle on it, wasn't it? But then he's had his big cancer incident. Well, big cancer incident. He's got cancer. Yeah. Um. So they got some artists who worked on Deadpool. Mm. Um, to do it instead, and it was, it was an all right story this year. Yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know who did. I think Ben Wilshire did the one last year, and they've all been written by um, uh, oh, publisher, the editor. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the editor. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I forget his name. Bard. But um, uh, they've all been, you know, they've existed to establish what dread is like, and that's what I liked in the Savage Dragon 
new material right, because it right. did establish what Malcolm Dragon was like as a character. All right. Cool. And it introduced his world. Yeah, it, it was very successful from that point of view. Well, Zach, um, with the Savage Fincast, we we really liked having you on and getting your opinion on this uh, free comic book day issue. We just I don't we just don't get the opportunity enough to talk to people who either have preconceived notions or you know have read it in the past and just haven't come you know. Have, a lot of people we meet, they've read it. They read it in the past, got their fill, and they just think it's like every other comic that's the same twenty years later. But yeah, it's good yeah. to good to meet somebody that's interested in it, you know, now and today, and they had a good experience with their first experience. It's always good to have a good first impression. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's uh, like a lot of the other comics you recommended to me. It's like you, uh, it's like Yo Jimbo. Sorry, sorry, egos. Egos. Um, yes. When is the next issue of that coming out? I don't out? know. It took hopefully soon. There was actually a, like a year gap between like issue yeah. four and issue five. Yeah. It was very annoying. That 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 was as this that because that's what made it interesting because it was only like six issues yeah. or something in the first volume, and I got that, and then I just jumped on, and I've loved it so far. It's it reminds me of Mobius and. Um, the fifth elements mm. and all that great European sci-fi and stuff like that. So I really liked that. And the other big one was Usagi Ojimbo, which I've only just got yeah, onto. You, you, you said online that you had just got issue, the latest issue. You read, you read Senso. I read Senso. And then you got 145, the latest issue. Yeah. Um, and I've also pre-ordered the big special edition that Fantagraphics are putting mm. out in a couple of months. That has like their entire run on it. I'm a big fan and of Usagi. Pun? I, I'm a big fan of Usagi Jimbo. Mm, yeah. It's very, very, um, very good. It feels like a comedic version of Lone Wolf and Cub, which I think is what Stan Sakai wanted to go for. Yes. So he definitely succeeded on that and I've and I loved Senso. And, and not just not just because it was like a War of the Worlds story. Right. Which I love most things to do with War of the Worlds anyway. So like they also had uh, Wild's End last year. Which was another. Well, that was a good book. That was really good. Yeah. I really, really liked that. And I actually, really... I made comment at the time that there were two an- an- anthropomorphic animal comics with War of the Worlds yeah. references. War of the Worlds. <laughs> of the two, I think Senso was my favorite, but um, there's no. I don't think there's any chance of a sequel. It was just pretty much self-contained. Yeah. Although... Especially considering it is set like in the future. For... Oh, Senso? Yeah, yeah. It, it, do, it does kind of read like it's it, it's supposed to be like the end of the series at like some nebulous point in the future. Yeah, yeah. I thought was, that, that was the most interesting thing about it, though, is that it like it it pushed like like character arcs forward, but it's like they won't be dealt with in the present, so it's kind of kind of weird that way. Well, it was also the um oh what was it called the Demon Samurai guy? Is it Ray? Oh, I'm oh. not sure. i got to be completely honest. I've only read up to issue four. I have not finished reading it. Oh, I can't remember what he was called. But um, he seems to be a long-term rival of Usagi, and he just comes out of, um, obviously, the building he was in. Right. Flailing his sword around, furious and angry, and then in two panels he just gets vaporized by um, the tripod. Yeah. And I was just like, was he a main character? Am I supposed to feel something about that? Maybe. And I'll probably get that as I've continued to read the monthly and I read the back catalogue. 
because I am grateful then that Phantom Graphics and Dark Horse are putting yeah. out these massive omnibuses that I can just pick up and it'll be easy enough to catch up. Yeah, because 145 <laughs> issues isn't that. Much. Well, plus spin-offs. Plus plus spin-offs. Plus spin-offs. There's all kinds There's of Usagi spin-offs. stuff, like Space Usagi and a bunch of Ooh. original graphic novels. Did they reprint them? I don't know. I don't know. I can't see anything on the Dark Horse app about Space Usagi. I don't think it's on the digital app yet. No. And plus there's obviously all these crossovers with TMNT. But, he, uh, he, that's right. He does have Ninja Turtle crossovers way back. Uh, that's that's the thing I like about Usagi Ujimbo is that, uh, like Savage Dragon, it's a ro- long-running series that's been created by the same guy. Mm. There's a lot to respect there for a guy who sticks to his guns and does yeah. it for 25 years. And still has the same passion. Yeah. Because... Um, there's that obvious. There's, there's that one series that both you and I have read that wrapped up last year that lost a lot of its passion. <clears throat> Naruto. Oh, Naruto! <laughs> you, you drunk. <laughs> and of course, it came back. Yeah, it came back, and it's actually readable again because. Uh, I'm enjoying it. It's so surprisingly far. enjoyable at the moment. It is. It it still has a few of like, you just sit there and you go, Kishimoto, really. But um, there, there aren't actually, a billion characters that you can't keep track of. That helps. I, I think it also helps what that in the mini he's dropped most of them. So now it's just like ten characters who you actually need to understand. I know the guy can make good comics. He did a bunch of one shots over the last couple of years that were all good. What was that gangster one he did? Oh, that was I really Mario. Hoped, I really hoped he came back to that after Naruto. Maybe after he finishes this mini. And did that baseball one too? That was surprisingly good. I don't remember anything about that one. Yeah, I'm not sure which issue that was in, but that was pretty good. So anyway, I think we've run longer than I anticipated, but it, it was good yeah, to get your it was good to get your opinion on all of this. It, it, it's good to touch base with other with other people about comics and about you know <laughs> Savage Dragon, of course. But uh, it's yeah. been great to have you on. And thank you for having me. I'd, def- I'd definitely like to do it in future if you ever did it again. Hey, yeah, maybe uh, six months from now when you've got more under your belt, we can touch base again, find out how things are going. If you've read more, you know, get an archives issue or read some back issues and mm. or get a few more months of this, the regular series, and just get, keep getting your opinion on it. That'd be that'd be fascinating. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like you mentioned that the um, the whole Malcolm arc started, was it way back in 144? Um, Malcolm... Uh, the Malcolm arc, yeah, 144, 145, that's sort of what I consider the modern era of Savage yeah. Dragon. That's uh, That was back in blue. That's when Dragon first – see, he was a cop to begin with, and yeah. then he stopped being a cop for a very long time. And then in back in blue, he puts back on the cop uniform, becomes mm-hmm. a cop again, and then yeah. everything changes. Um, it's a, It was actually – but that's – it's still Dragon. Malcolm doesn't really take over the book until like 190-something. Oh, Malcolm is important in the book about that time, about back in blue time. Because Malcolm's been, as you saw at the end of the free comic book day issue, Malcolm gets dumped out into space, Mm. floating. There's a period of time where he's missing from Dragon's life. And then about 145, 146, Malcolm comes back into Dragon's life. And then that's sort of where Eric just kind of built him up to to take over the book. I, I might jump back to the mid-190s then just to get up to that yeah. point and read up to the current issue. And then if Comixology... Because as you mentioned, there's massive gaps in the reprints. Oh yeah, that's the biggest... That's my biggest disappointment to Savage Dragon is that how... Yeah, if Comixology ever have a sale 
um, I will just buy as many of the back issues as I can yeah. to fill. They are at least them. all. Available. I know they've reprinted issues one through to the current issue. It's just they're not like below a quid or anything like that. Yeah, I think they're all like two bucks American. I'm not sure. That's one. Pound. I think they're one twenty nine here. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a little bit over what I would pay for something that's that old. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's completely understandable. Hmm. Especially considering there's 200 plus of them. That that's as quite a chunk. It takes a lot. Yeah. Whereas the archives are, even though they are in black and white, they're only like 15 pounds here. So what's that's 30 US dollars? Yeah, give or take. Yeah, about that. So it's it, it'll be I'll be able to fill it out at some point yeah. or another. Yeah. But anyway, I won't take up any more of your time. All right, it's been good to have you on. It's very good. Thank you for having me. All right.